Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for October 6th, 2019. And we are coming to you not live from Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. A dreary day as we as we record. Uh, so we should like we should we should like uh, alter our voices <laughs> to match the soothing tones of the A the falling, falling rain, rain. <laughs> against the window panes. We almost said that in harmony. I, I, I should uh, inflect uh, some vague ennui into <laughs> into my voice, uh, but that's probably not my style, so I won't do that. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I think you're more in the thunder and lightning category, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is also a possibility while we're recording. <laughs> or, or hail and uh, I don't know brimstone. No. There you go. No there brimstone. Go. No brimstone. So let's um let's uh let's jump in and uh, see if I can stump you on a word today. Um, and maybe, maybe not, but this is the, one of those words that I think sounds familiar, but then if you try to add a definition to it, you're kind of searching for it. Uh-huh. The Ebionites. Well, um, Hebrew scripture folks, I'm drawing a blank clearly with that silence. Winner! <laughs> uh, the term, uh, Hebrew Ebion, or poor refers to a sect of Jewish Christians who upheld the Jewish law oh, and rejected Paul's teaching and ministry to the uncircumcised. They lived an uh, ascetic communal life east of the Jordan in the early centuries of the Christian era. They regarded Jesus as the Messiah who had come to establish God's kingdom on earth. They rejected the virginal conception of Jesus, believing that he had a normal birth and was adopted as the divine son at his baptism. They were thus uh, the first adoptionists. Yeah, and that, that became a fairly, com not common, but not unheard of heresy in the mm -hmm. first few hundred years of Christianity. That people um, just didn't like the idea of the virgin birth mm -hmm. and wanted to pick an uh, obvious moment. And with the Gospel of Mark starting with Jesus' baptism, mm -hmm. um, they figured, okay, that's when the story really begins. So that's when Jesus became the Messiah, when he was baptized, and God made that human being into the right. Messiah. And for um, the rest of Christianity, what was key was the concept of the incarnation, that God experienced human form literally from birth to death. Mm -hmm. And that was crucial that even though there was nothing except a verse here and there written about the first 30 or so years of Jesus's life, those still counted and are crucial for our relationship with God and, um, our reassurance that God understands what it's like to be a human being. Gotcha. God knows what it's like to be a teenager. There you go. I I, I imagine he was uh, uh, maybe still awkward like I was, but probably less. Less so. Yeah. <laughs> Most are. <laughs> and he still would be. <laughs> but the, um, but uh, other but uh, you know Matthew and Luke have stories, including Jesus's birth, that are clear that the whole adoptionism concept uh, doesn't jive with that. So that's why I mentioned the Gospel of Mark. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I, I also find it interesting that they uh, they rejected Paul's teachings and ministry to the uncircumcised. So, yeah. uh, I mean, largely, that I, I'm interpreting that as uh, the, um, the, the, the message really wasn't supposed to be shared uh, the widely. way... Yeah, widely. And... Um, was supposed to be self-contained. That was still the 
the chosen God's chosen yeah. people and uh, insiders, uh, the Ebionites put out barriers to keep them in and others out. Yeah, what a lot of us don't uh, necessarily know is that at the time of Jesus, there were a, a number of different what we would now call monks <clears throat> within Judaism, and we believe. I mean, our guess, academic, well-informed guess, is that this this group was part of that tradition, that they were um, very strict um, people who lived by very tight rules, and they were not going to change those rules just because this very worldly, secular dude named Paul uh, was saying something different. They were coming right out of a very strict and focused Jewish monasticism, that Christianity has at various times expressed as well. So mm -hmm. sure. um, it's something that humans tend to fall into in all sorts of different religious traditions. Well, I, I would, I would, I, I'm thinking back to uh, maybe a couple of weeks past, but uh, we, we've talked about either on this podcast or in your sermon, they kind of start to blend a little bit that's not uh, right. to me. Uh, uh, but uh, um, we've talked about how that's like, con continues to be our ongoing human yep. nature is that it's, you know, us, it's meant for us. It's not meant for them. Right. Uh, we're we're chosen and special, and other people are not. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, that is something that uh, I, I believe humanity probably will always struggle with. I think so. Uh, so, um, but yeah, and Ebionites. Ebionites. There we go. That's the word for today. So let's um, let's then transition over to our readings. Uh, yeah. We have a couple. One fascinating thing, and I probably mentioned it before about lectionary readings is that there's there's uh many weeks there's options so uh nothing no shade thrown towards uh the book of lamentations uh but we are not going to go that route uh for october 6th we're going to go the route of uh habakkuk 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 yeah, you get habakkuk habakkuk <clears throat> yeah okay <laughs> i've been saying it wrong i'm sure uh most of my uh, Childhood and as many life. times as you <laughs> mention this three chapter book of <laughs> right, right, right. The, the minor um, prophets. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, a, a minor prophet. Well, uh, let me read it yeah, that and then yeah. I'll ask my questions. Uh, so, uh, Habakkuk, uh, chapter one, verse one through four, uh, chapter two, verse one through four. Um, we decided not to continue with that pattern and do chapter three, one through four. <laughs> so, here's how this reads The oracle that the prophet prophet Habakkuk saw, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen, or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watchpost and station myself on the rampart, I will keep watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come, it will not delay. Look at the proud, their spirit is not right in them but the righteous live by their faith. So Habakkuk, uh, like you said, a minor prophet, mm -hmm. um, roughly around, around when, and six, sixth century before Christ. Okay. So, so the 600s, 
what's... Well, the way the terms... Yeah, 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 yeah. 500s. Late 500s. Late 500s. Let me give you a date. 597. That way you don't have to worry about how, centuries. How confident are you at 597? Because I heard uh, someone else saying 596. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, um, as a prophet, like, what's where is his? Is this is this uh, is is his area? I find a lot of times prophets are, are kind of like stationed throughout, uh, um, you know, the uh, Jewish, Jewish existence in that region, and some are in Jerusalem, and some are up here, and some are down here. Uh, where where was Habakkuk uh, in in the region? Where was he? A, was he in Jerusalem? Yeah, was, okay. he was in the, the region of Jerusalem, and the and we didn't hear anything specifically in our reading today, but it's just within a few verses. He's criticizing, for the most part, the the king of Jerusalem for mm. his lack of um, bringing justice to the people. Now, is this the Jewish king, the yeah. self-appointed? Yeah, uh, so it's not an outsider. Okay. This is, this is, a, this is uh, a period of time where they're not uh, currently under the rule of right. others. Or, or is it, because uh, I could also, I guess, see like a regional... Yeah, he's uh, not a puppet or anything like okay. that. Okay, okay. Um, so... The, this will be. This is one of those periods where God could be saying, "You wanted a king. How's this working for you?" Because <laughs> um, they repeatedly ask for king, a king, and God repeatedly says, "You really don't want that." And then eventually God gives in, and then there's a whole series of um, injustice, right? Corrupt uh, royalty. Notice, no tell you're no better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so this is one of those cases. This is one of those times. Do we know which king? Uh, like, was it specific to, like, do we know, like, oh, he was very specifically criticizing this king of, of, uh, Jerusalem? Um, just scanning. Um, no, we don't know. Okay. It might've been, um, Jehokim, but we, but it doesn't say in the text. Okay. And, uh, um, so this is, this is him saying, uh, like uh, the the you know the laws aren't being followed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're perverting um, our our um, re- probably very specifically the religious laws. We're losing. We're well, starting to lose our way here. You, you got to remember they're the same thing. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know, yeah. As through most of human history, the religious laws and secular laws are completely identical. Okay. Yep. And uh, um, so this is a this is. It's interesting because he, he the the language at the beginning of uh, chapter two is very poetic in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it is was, poetic and it's a literary form. Okay, I was going to ask: is this is this a kind of a, a kind of uh, in poem fo- form? Because I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the rampart, and it, uh, you know, it kind of yeah. has that I don't know almost Moby Dick uh, style thing. You know, you pile themselves on the. You, <laughs> you beat me. I was thinking of Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Technically, Bob Dylan, also also a poet, all along the Watchtower. I I won't take it away from you. Uh, And and Dylan did, Dylan does have many scriptural references in terms of. um, Oh, that is yeah okay. In terms of imagery and sometimes theology, so I do wonder if Bob Dylan was aware of um, this little piece of poetry. Yeah, very very well might have. Kind of a uh, so he he sees himself as the last bastion of of reason and where they should be you know the yeah feel, feels as though he's the only one aware of 
these deficiencies. Right. Everyone and, else is taking it in stride, saying, oh, this is how it always is. Nothing to be done about mm -hmm. it. Let's just go along to get along. Um, what does it mean? Is, is this a modern translation of an ancient text here in chapter 2, verse 2? Uh, or 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 does the term runner mean something different? Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. Uh, just or is it, is it very plainly saying like someone who runs, if someone who runs by can read it on a tablet? What is? I, I was I was confused by that one. The, the runner is messenger. Okay. So okay. you know, in the, and this point in human history, messages were carried by runners. Um, so for instance, that's how the marathon first started mm -hmm. was, uh, the Greeks commemorating a successful runner who made it, uh, over 20 miles, um, with an important message. And so this refers to a messenger who can carry this prophecy, carry this message well beyond where Habakkuk is standing. Gotcha. So, so it can be spread far so and wide. When, when they say make it plain, they're like short and sweet, keep it to the point. Don't. Yeah. Don't uh, don't write a novella on. Well, and yes, in in terms of so it can fit on a tablet, right? Which might but... be the reason why it's only three chapters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, this is my short and sweet. This will fit on. Uh, this will fit on a set of tablets that one runner can carry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's to be a little bit sacrilegious. It's the equivalent of a Old Testament tweet. There, there was a limit on the number of characters yeah. in order for this to be get communicated properly through the network, which in this case were carried by human legs. Okay, that makes that makes some sense there. Um, uh, for there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. What is the... Is Because... At least in the portion that we're reading here, we don't really quite have, we have a vision of, we, we have a description of the vision as far as like um, him receiving like uh, instructions as to what to write. And, mm -hmm. But it also kind of implies like there's a, there's this foreboding, yeah. uh, um, you know, if you guys don't correct, this is what's going to happen. It, does it lay out exactly that or is it just general... Basically, it lays out that if you don't change your ways, you're going to be conquered by another country, by another king. Uh, knowing that they get conquered yes. by another country, which of course will king. happen, because <laughs> uh, uh, they and, had not changed their ways. And, and well, I was going to ask: Was there did there end up being an effort, uh, and just uh, um, not that we know of, not that we know of. Um, and, and because it also might be just, that's, I mean, people are, we're conquered in our, in our world consistently. Well, yeah. Every, 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 even, even major powers at one point in time were a conquered people by someone. Yeah. And that's one of the ongoing discussions about Hebrew scripture theology is discussion is, is the prophecy trying to make sense of something that already happened? Mm -hmm. Or is it in fact foretelling the future and that the consequence of the people not turning to God was them being conquered? Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily that it's God's will that they be conquered. It's just that's a natural consequence of being a society that's very corrupt, that the resources aren't being used properly. Um, and, and that, you know, it's easy to imagine that if 
all you're doing is building golden castles, your army's going to not be well equipped. Yeah. To put the most um, cynical way. Yeah. But even more, if your society is unjust, why would anyone rise up? Why would any citizen stand up and say, yes, I'll defend you, O king, even though you've taken away all my land and taken my children into slavery and all these other unethical things? Mm. Very interesting. Uh, so that's, in in a nutshell, I have a feeling we're not coming back to Habakkuk. I think this is our soon. only this visit is, with Habakkuk. This is, our, this is, our, is anything else uh, in the book that, that uh, because obviously it's a lectionary reading, so uh, it gets chopped apart right. as, as we kind of uh indicated is there is there anything that uh, uh outside of the lectionary reading itself that uh, is interesting or important for habakkuk or like is there well some some people may be familiar with habakkuk being quoted by christians who are very apocalyptic in their scripture viewpoint mm. because some christians not episcopalians typically will take this book as one of the prophecies of the end of the whole wide world, not just like this period of um, royal rule in mm. Judea. Um, we all see, we all see what we want to see, don't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah. And so some people, some of those folks that want to talk about the end of the world have found this uh, useful um, set of verses here and there to, to, in my opinion, take out of context. I gotcha. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, the, the uh, um, repent, repent. Yeah. Turn turn away and yeah, I, it, and everything's going to be destroyed. In a, in a way that you know, in a way they're not wrong. Right. As we continue to make the same mistakes time and time again, the consequences are often going to be the same. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, very, very true. So uh, uh, that is that 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 is why these texts are uh, still important to this day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, What's not, old not becomes so, new again. Not so that we can sit there and be like, boy, boy, did they get that wrong. I'm so glad I'm not like them. Right. <laughs> we are. How'd that happen? All right. Well, let's move on to 2 Timothy. Uh, we have graduated from 1 Timothy, and we're now into 2 mm -hmm. Timothy. Uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 14, and that reads, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God for the sake of the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God, who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us in Christ Jesus before the ages began, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher, and for this reason I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know the one in whom I have put my trust, and I am sure that he is able to guard until that day 
what I have entrusted to him. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. So, uh, again, starts off as a letter uh, mm -hmm. from Paul to Timothy, but it is not from Paul. Um, I forget if I had asked, do we have any idea who was the ghostwriter here? Yeah. Or, no, no we, idea. No idea. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, and remind me, do, Timothy, though, was uh, an, an identity. It wasn't not a... Uh, a, a generic uh no this is a, not a this is not a pretend letter from paul who's not alive at this time to timothy a made-up person this no. is um and yeah timothy occurs in the book of acts as well as in some of the genuine letters from paul that he was clearly um one of the companions to paul as he did his some of his travels anyway uh -huh. and maybe not all of them but many um so having the letter to Timothy from Paul would give it a, a, a sense of um, groundedness and, um, and value, mm -hmm. even if it really wasn't to Timothy, and as we are almost sure of, not from Paul. Though, it's so much more Paul-like than the first letter of Timothy that some scholars uh, are not so willing to say that this one's not from Paul. Interesting. Yeah. So more than First Timothy, which by and large is 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 believed to be like a ghostwriting kind yeah. of scenario. Yeah, because it just describes ministry context that would not have existed right during Paul's life. Second Timothy, they're holding out. Uh, uh, scholars would be holding out uh, the possibility that this was a found letter and then retranscribed and kind of recirculated. No, that it was a collection of fragments of letters mm. that were edited to put together into a single letter. So it wasn't that... Is that the reason for the distinction between the the, the, the two Timothys? Or? No, they, they did exist from the earliest times as two separate documents. Okay. And so the people who said Paul may have composed this, they don't say that this is was composed as a single letter, but rather this was a collection of um, fragments from letters from Paul that... Um, a Christian community found valuable and so put together into this single letter for hmm. basically ease of use. <clears throat> so so it, this might be very um, many other letters uh, uh, from, mm -hmm. from Paul that have been edited by a party or parties later on into a single collection. Yeah, and the presumption of that process would be not that someone said, oh, I, don't, I don't like what Paul said after this in this letter, but rather I have this, I saved, you know, I had this letter from Paul. Um, the last three pages fell in the fire, but I have this first page. And someone else said, oh, yeah, I have something like that that my right. grandma gave me. That I spilled some coffee the, on it, and you yeah, can't really read the, this part. Most likely the rats ate it. Mm. And I still have, the, though, this beautiful three paragraphs. So they wouldn't have said paragraphs. Right. This beautiful section. Oh, yeah, let's have that in here, too. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, go through that process. Um, probably someone's done a PhD on how many fragments, um, at least that scholar thinks there are. But I don't have 
uh, right to hand any knowledge that, any, that there's any agreement. Among the people who think it's from fragments of Pauline's work that uh, say how many. Mm. That it, it is interesting how um, people can, you can pick apart writings and write, recognize those different kinds of styles and go, this might not, this yeah. probably doesn't come, originally come with the section before it. Yeah. And here's. And part of the dynamic is with, I mean, people were literate, but they didn't have a dictionary sitting there. Mm -hmm. And so, particularly if you're writing, you're probably going to have a vocabulary that gets reused again and again and again. Right. And so that's one of the chief ways when doing um, literary scholarship uh, of any genre, including the Bible, is seeing what are the repeated vocabulary words. And then you might get us to a section where there's a word with the same meaning, but completely different. And that's the only time it ever occurs. That's a red flag to go up and not say, oh, that's definitely not it. But then look at the surrounding words. And eventually the scale starts to tip that there's so many only used once words in this collection of sentences. Uh -huh. That's unlikely that they belong with the rest of the body of work from that author. So it's really more of a, a mathematical equation. It really way. is. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and, and computers have helped greatly with this kind huh. of analysis. Yeah, you can definitely tell the difference, though, uh, right out the gate uh, from uh, Second Timothy from First Timothy. Uh, it might be hard to, um, as you listen to this, like remember and draw mm -hmm. the direct comparison, but you're right. You had mentioned it before. First Timothy was a lot more about uh, congregate, you know, how to, how to administration. Yeah. Yeah. How to handle your, your congregation and, mm -hmm. and be administratively functional. And this is a lot more of like, you got this, you can do yeah. this. You're not alone. Just remember to, 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 you know, focus on what you learned, uh, do it with good, do things with mm -hmm. good judgment. It's not, it, it's, it's very much more of like a kind of a pep talk, very kind much of a, so. kind of a, kind of a letter. Yeah, um, and there, there's, there is, regardless of authorship, this um, sounds to everyone like it's a farewell address from Paul after he's been arrested in Rome. Okay, and that's that's another thing that makes it distinct from First Timothy, where he was still a, a, a free man, right? And yet again, it doesn't really fit in terms of what we know of Paul's historic life. That he would have, that he would have been in a situation to write First Timothy, whereas Second Timothy, it's there. You know, he was arrested in Rome. There would have been an opportunity for him to write farewell letters, and maybe this is a collection of um, fragments from those farewell letters. Yeah, I do like the uh, the the area that he's um, talking about. Um, don't be ashamed, mm -hmm. uh, but join me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to what his own purpose and grace. Um, um, reminding Timothy, it seems to me like a, a, a reminder of like, every time that you think this is bigger than you or that someone else should should uh, is, is better suited for this call, remember that it's because... God called you not because this is, you know, the most important person that could right. take on this, this job, but because, um, um, you're, you're internally best suited for it. And, yeah. And you'll and never that, understand why. And that, yeah. May never understand why. And that, and that's a theme throughout 
the Bible, where almost every major character, and maybe that's a slight exaggeration, but I'll stick with it for now. <laughs> almost every yeah. major character has a sense of unworthiness. Right. And, and, and very, and, and in many cases are, are, um, not the greatest of these, but the least, yeah. uh, a very unexpected, uh, um, picks for, um, I, I can't even say positions cause it's not really positions, but, but, uh, for even the functions yeah. that, that God is calling them to yeah. perform just the, you know, the go, go forward and bring this message. And it's always the very similar reaction. Like, I'm not that important. Why would anyone listen to me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not articulate. Uh, yeah. On and on and on from the Virgin Mary on down. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I find that, I find that interesting that it's always, you know, it's not because you did great, great deeds and are yeah. highly recognized. It's because he has a plan. And yeah. It's not because of your GOE scores. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I also like the phrase sound teaching, um, which uh, as a youth group leader, as a, a, a like. Of course, that that's what people. Hold the standard of sound teaching. <laughs> and of course, that's the standard people have literally burned others on the stake about. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You did not teach sound teaching. In, in my estimation. Yeah, in my personal estimation. <laughs> Uh, guard the good treasure entrusted to you, uh, and with the help of the Holy Spirit living in us. So I like it. I like it. It's very up uplifting. Yeah. Um, you got this. You can do it, buddy. Yeah. One thing I just want to add before we leave it mm -hmm. is the mentioning of um, Lois uh, Timothy's grandmother. Uh huh. That. I yes. Yeah, sorry. I I I thought about it and I didn't yeah. get back to it. Yes. And Go. first of all, we should always uh, note when. Women are named in the Bible since historically we've always overlooked that. Yeah, it's, it's a very male-driven society and uh, church, and so right. Yeah, they tend to just be looked over. But Lois and Eunice are mentioned here, and one of the things a lot of scholars believe that the reason uh, grandmother is mentioned and earlier um, the part about uh, the worship of my um, ancestors is that the Romans did not have respect for new religions, but they had respect for any ancient religion within their territory. Hmm. So Paul is trying to make the case that Christianity is actually much older than um, the Romans may be accusing them of being. Huh. Trying to give it a little more credibility in the eyes of the Romans. Okay. And Roman traditions, not just the authorities, but... Um, your everyday Roman on the street. It is still interesting, though, that that in he chooses to point out the the you know the maternal line instead of the paternal line yeah. to establish legacy. Though within Judaism, that's how you do it. That it is? yeah, it is. that the only way you can um, be born into Judaism is if your mother is Jewish. If your father is Jewish and your mother is not within very traditional forms of Judaism, uh, you have to convert. Huh. Uh, I don't think I've never ever yeah. heard that before. Because the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, the constant phrasing of, you know, ancestor of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. And you follow the, you know, and, and yeah. dare, dare we ever go into a lectionary reading uh, into some of those <laughs> Old Testaments. Yes. 
uh, with the, uh, the 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 lineage and genealogy of people, yeah. but it's all you know the fathers uh, yeah. that you know. Does, well, does, but does, we does. do know the mothers, but yeah, often not always, but often the begats are the father's side, or mentioning of men's names is a better way to put it. Right. But the uh, actual rules were that you, frankly, you can't always count on paternity, but maternity, who's giving birth to that person is always self-evident and so to have to um have an indisputable legacy it's mother to child it has to be interesting and and it was on legal things and all sorts of stuff huh um yeah and so there's a there conversion rituals and all for people who had a jewish father and a non-jewish mother interesting yeah. I did not know that. Something new every day. Yeah. Let's move on to Luke. Uh, Luke 17, 5 through 10. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table. Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do do you not thank, uh, or sorry, do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. Um, I like the way this starts off. It's the typical apostles asking for the ridiculous. Right. Um, you know, who's going to sit at your right hand yeah. like, when, when you take over the world, huh? you know, right. uh, um, increase our faith, make it bigger for us. Uh, this is hard. So yeah. Let's, you do it. You, you snap your fingers and do the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, and, uh, the chastisement is kind of fun, uh, because it, uh, it, like, Dude, if you even had the faith of an inanimate mustard seed, you could do a whole bunch. So, uh, a then, little bit of a clap back there. <laughs> I was saying, it's like increasing your faith, you got to have some first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Um, and then uh, what's what's interesting, and I wonder if uh, the apostles at the time. Um, were if this the 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 later half of of this reading uh to me i see it come uh, as it as it's worded as kind of a left hook to the uh to the um uh, to the apostles mm-hmm. because as yeah. it's phrased uh i i kind of get the feeling like the apostles would have been thinking like oh okay i i, I already get what you're going to say you know, uh, you know, when you talk to the slaves, uh, do, do you do this? No, you don't. And you need to change your ways and do something better. And he left hooks them with a, and you're the slaves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. They're like, so, um, why don't you just do what God told you to do and be happy with it? Right. <laughs> so, um, because you do, you kind of feel like that's what, where it's going is like, uh, you, you're, 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 the the analogy feels like it's uh, uh, you know liberate the slaves and 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 you know increase equality and you know obviously he's not really talking about 
existing slavery. Right. Uh, he's just using the analogy, mm-hmm. and in this case, it's 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 uh, uh, it's it's not literal. It's and it, and not that he's condoning slavery here, but no. he's just saying when there is a position of power, and these people, you know, he could have substituted this story with like when the parent says do this yeah. and the child. What do you what do you do to the child? Do you say like is that okay with you, or right. do you say go set the table because I told you so? Right. Uh, and you know so so you know so too does God tell you to do stuff? Now shut up and get to work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a very good uh, paraphrasing of it. That, and I think one of the big challenges of any spiritual tradition, but Christianity's mind, so I'll, I'll talk about us, is that as soon as someone is lifted up by the community as being good at it. Mm. We we want to give them lots of status and fame, sometimes fortune, but usually not. But obviously, there's some um, obvious um, exceptions to that. But this is yet another passage where Jesus reminds us that if we are really, as individuals, wanting to strive to be very close followers of Christ, we never get to say, okay, now I've done enough, and therefore someone else does the hard work, and I get to sit back and watch, criticize, um, right? Take my I get time. To, I get to retire in this in, yeah. this in this position and enjoy my my later years of in, in this the, uh, service. A Christian emeritus. <laughs> yes, exactly. And exactly. Yeah, we don't we don't get to do that. That does not. Um, that God needs every one of us to keep working. Mm-hmm. And maybe as we get older, all we can do is pray, but God needs us to pray. Yeah. Um, and there's something that we can all do to express love to another person or creation. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I also kind of see, uh, now that I think about it a little bit more, the, the, the first half and the second half, uh, the way they intertwine is uh, Jesus first, first, the first part is like the criticism to the initial response. Yeah. And then the second part not only is kind of like reminding them of their place, but the implication is also you have the right amount of faith that you're supposed to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't, it's, it's not, you know, you're not the, the that's, that's not what's necessary. Uh, you, you know, exactly, you have exactly the right amount of faith. Uh, and it's not your, it, it, the implication being like, you're never going to reach that faith level where you could uproot a mulberry tree mm-hmm. and tell it to go somewhere else, because that's not that's not what you're that's not your position. That's not yeah. what you're here for. You're it's here, not needed. Yeah, you're here to. God's got that part yeah. covered. Yeah, he'll he'll direct you. He'll tell you where to go, what to go do. Go find yourself some lepers and serve them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, but I like I I like this this section because it's uh it's a. Uh, um, Again, I always really enjoy it when the apostles like, <laughs> get lost and do something yeah. dumb, uh, or or want something or say something stupid, uh, because that's that's uh, that that reminds me of me. Yeah, exactly. That's where we're um, asked to insert ourselves into the story. Yep. Is what are the apostles saying? Yeah, I could say that. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> right. And so it's they're good words for re- for personal reflection in that way. Right. And and into kind of tied a little bit in uh, with the, the, the prior reading uh, from Second Timothy. Um, when we as individuals, you know, maybe feel that calling or that, that desire to do something, 
And like we said, we have the same reaction throughout all of history. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough to do this. You know, yeah. there's probably somebody else who was better suited to do X, Y, Z. The answer very well might be, no, right. not. you don't need increased faith in order to accomplish this thing. Uh, you are feeling that calling because God's calling you to do it and jump in with both feet. And don't try to figure it out give completely. It, give it a try and yeah. see what you can see what, you know, what kind of good you can do. So, well, and where church institutions, either a congregation or a larger subsection or of an institution often fall apart, is where they begin to look for people who look like they have all the faith right. and, and put them at the top. Mm -hmm. Because almost inevitably someone says, yeah, I have all the faith. It has nothing. Right. And that... Are, we have such a distrust as a society of servant ministry that we over and over have churches that are just by circumstance are going to self-destruct because they have a leader who, as the old saying goes, starts to believe his or her own clippings rather than yep. staying humble and um, relying upon God and, and having a servant's heart. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, let it, uh, uh, if while listening to this conversation, you thought of something in your personal life, you might, why don't you, you should revisit that. Yeah, and pay some attention to maybe, it. Maybe, uh, maybe think a little bit more on it. And that, that very well might be the, the calling that, uh, that you're unintentionally or intentionally ignoring. Yeah. Very well could. I know I've done that before. We all, uh, well, <laughs> I have too. I'll say, well, I'll say we all have, but I'll just refer to you and I in saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that. Yep, over and over. I didn't buy the T-shirt though, so. Uh, but uh, I was not worthy to wear it. There, <laughs> very good. Anything else on, on on this chapter of Luke? I, I mean, I I, I like it. It's it's uh, fairly concise. Yeah. And, and the the only other thing I'll add is that this is when Jesus is heading towards Jerusalem to uh, go on trial and be crucified and be resurrected. So mm -hmm. these are in some ways the closing instructions to his closest followers. These are final preparations and, and final the, words of wisdom, the advanced training, right? Because uh, yet another occurrence that, uh, the apostles are blindsided by even yeah. despite very clear, obvious indications. Yeah. And... Preparation that Jesus tried to give them there. I what? Yeah. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, there's even, I can't remember if it's in Luke, but as far as the story goes, there's several uh, of the Gospels who, who, in the same period of time, specifically say they didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. And Peter <laughs> talking about says, the Son of Man being handed over yeah. to, you know, like... And Peter says, no, don't do it. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We haven't changed. Right, exactly. <laughs> Well, very good. Well, uh, with that, we'll conclude the podcast for uh, October 6, 2019. Um, and uh, and we look forward to uh, hopefully seeing you at either 8 or 10. Uh, is this uh, one of your Sundays? Are you preaching on this one? or Yes, but it will be different. We won't um, be going through all lessons like we usually do because we are going to be celebrating St. Francis at the 10 o'clock service and blessing animals that people bring, ah, presumably their pets. Very good, very good. Um, and everyone's welcome to be part of that. You can look at the website for more details, but that'll be the folks of the 10 o'clock service. Very good. Weather permitting, we'll be outside. Yeah, and uh, weather not permitting, we'll be inside. Very good, very good. So uh, I'll be bringing uh, my uh, um, my 
my pets that that need uh, uh, um, curses lifted from them. <laughs> Some that I might have levied myself against them, but uh, but yeah, no, yeah, bring your uh, iguanas, your pet guinea pig, your your whatever yeah. frogs, um, and doggies, yep. and kitties, yep. and falcons, and whoever horse. If you have a I would way of doing love it. to see a falcon. That would Wouldn't be I too. that would be yeah that would be great. So um, yeah, we'll definitely see you then. Uh, until then. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.